Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where the geeks drink and discuss our geek topic of the week. Join along if you want to. Why not? Yeah, why not? I'm your host, We're not the cops. (laughs) My name's Adam. All right, folks. And if you've listened to us before, then you know what we're going to talk about now. We're going to talk about where to find us. You can like, follow, subscribe, comment on all of our social media networks at Geek Drink Pod. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Discord. Guardiansofthegrinder.com. Yeah. Um... (laughs) Is hot. this just going to be the thing we it do? Is. I think the other one we're on is... Hot, hot. Green Chicks? <laughs> no, 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 no. That one's too expensive to put us on. Oh, shit. It's um, Hot Ravager Chicks. Ooh. Dot com. Hmm. So, Taser face. <laughs> so, that's not our username, but, you know, they may follow us or not. not there you go. But, yeah, follow us on any of those social media platforms. Give us a like, comment, review... You know, every five-star comment you guys leave helps the algorithm get this pumped out to more and more people, so... And we if do you, like a good hard pumping. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, no? Leave you okay, I got one. it. <laughs> so I, I would I would give you a high five, but my thumb got jammed on that paddleboard when I, the first time I fell this morning. Yeah, so, uh, funny story, we went paddleboarding. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It was, it was funny because... Matt fell a bunch. <laughs> okay, three times. One standing up, and that's when I flipped over the front of the board, and that's when I jammed my thumb. And the other two times when my calf crapped, and I couldn't sit back fast. Slow enough. Yep. So. And I came to his rescue. You did not come to rescue. I got my ass up on my own. I know how to paddle. <laughs> We're just... Fucking with you, Matt. Plus, plus the second time when everyone's like, you "Okay, are you get, do you help getting up?" I was like, "No," because I was peeing. You, you you did make a funny sound. The oh yes, se- I the heard. other time you fell over, you were like, "Ah!" <laughs> it was unexpected. It was just like, "Oh, oh, crap, 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 crap." As I leaned back, the board just started tilting, and I just went, "Oh, I'm going in." <laughs> All right, folks. Well. That does it for introducing all that part. Yeah. But now that we've gotten that out of the way, it's time to talk about our drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. This week, we are doing uh, the Mexican Lager from Lone Tree Brewing Company, um, one of my favorite breweries locally. Um, it's a 5.3 percenter, but why is it that Mexican lagers are, like, the best? Because <laughs> it's just, they're very light, they've got that hot flavor that you want, they... Just are refreshing. They're yeah, not but like, it's like, can you define a country based on the beer that they produce? Yeah. Because it's really like Mexico is known for their lagers. Yeah, I can tell you, you can define a country by the beers they produce. Guinness. Yeah. Yeah, I do like me some Guinness. Yeah, so I mean, that's I think those are the two. Yeah. I mean, there's American lagers, but they're... They're okay. Or, yeah. I mean, let let me take that back. There's probably a ton of good American lagers there is, out there. And there's some I like, but they're not. But Mexico just seems to have the monopoly on them. Well, on the Mexican lager, I, I think the problem is Mexican lagers, and it's a good problem. Mexican lagers are consistent across the board. Oh yeah, American lagers, depending on the brewer, kind of they vary. Yeah, but uh, but hey, cheers, brother. Cheers. Let's. Uh, Mexican it up. Mexican it up. Mexican or Mexican. Oh, yeah. That hits the spot. It does. I mean, this this brewery is in Lone Tree, Colorado, and they've always been 
pretty good at sometimes trying some crazy stuff, but also delivering on really good stuff. Yeah. No, I like this one. This one is delicioso. Yeah. Delicioso. All right, folks. Hola, (laughs) Me llamo drunk. (laughs) Me llamo Mexican lager. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, now that we've gotten the drink out of the way, it's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And we told you we'd bring this to you since we both kind of got caught up to it and digested it a little bit. Yeah, and we also wanted to give people time to see it. So if we bring up spoilers... This has been out for two months now. Yeah, we just were like, we wanted to give people some time. Yeah. So we are capping off our discussion of this film franchise. Yes. So we've talked about one, we've talked about two, we've talked about the holiday... Yes, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, I thought it was Armageddon 3. <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think, because we've, we've talked about Armageddon 2, the, the <laughs> asteroid revenge. I don't know what Armageddon 3 would be. Is I don't it, know. Is like, it <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton's leg brace comes back to haunt us? Oh, that was actually an interesting plot point of that film that we forgot to bring up that he was apparently in the astronaut program but had this like problem with his leg that's why he was in mission control. Yeah, he had to go to the engineering instead of Yeah. Yeah. So, I wonder if it was polio. Um, I don't know, but apparently it was all Billy Bob Thornton's idea cuz I don't think they wrote it in there. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. Well, we we digress cuz we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy yes. Volume 3. Volume 3. So, so if you haven't seen one, two, holiday, holiday, or Infinity three, War, or Endgame, or played the video game. Yeah, I think Endgame. I lent that to you. I think it's still upstairs. Yes, you prick. Hey, 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 hey! <laughs> I am still working my way through Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, yeah, we're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yes. So the. The finale to the Guardians franchise within the MCU. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the cast before, but we, you know we got to bring it up. We've got Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillian. Yep. Um, the voice talents of, of Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper, and Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. You have some. Um, you've got Plum Clementef coming back in as Mantis, yep. and a brief cameo from Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, yes, which is great. My favorite part of the series. Really, I thought your best part of the series of this movie was Nathan Fillion having a big role. Do you know how many... So, Nathan Fillion was in the first one. He was the alien that got like, Groot jammed his fingers up his nose and he just did a voice role. But this is actually where he shows his face. Yes. Um, But yeah... um, those of you who don't know, I'm a big Firefly nerd. Um, and Which we've talked about. Yes, and I love Nathan Fillion. Um, I think he's a very underrated actor. I agree. Um, we also bring in back or bring back Sean Gunn um, playing uh, Craglin. Yeah, a bigger role for him because he's oh, yeah. finally got the Finn spoilers. Um, but he had the Finn volume two and holiday special. Well, he got the Finn at the very end of yeah. volume two, and he had it for the holiday special. But this is when he finally learns how to use it properly. Yeah, we don't control it with this; we control it with our heart. Yep. And so we also bring back Sylvester Stallone, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, mm-hmm. um, Elizabeth Debicki. Was Michael Rosenbaum like? I know you're... Sorry, we're getting a little off topic. No, okay. But, um, you're a big Superman fan. Yeah. Did you watch... Smallville? Smallville yeah, at all? I own all ten seasons. Okay. Is Michael Rosenbaum, like, your favorite Lex Luthor? Yes. I, I agree. <laughs> he was the best Lex Luthor. Me and my wife were just talking about this the other day, that I was disappointed we never had a Tom Welling Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Um... And how disappointing um, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was. You know, I, I 
uh, one of my favorite web series. Um, it's called Red Letter Media. I know I've mentioned it a bunch, but they uh, when they reviewed Batman v Superman, they said that yeah, Jesse Eisenberg was wickedly whis- like miscast. He should have been the Joker, and I was like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have been a good Joker. That's true. If he played it just the same, it would have been fine. Much better than the Jared Leto crap we got. I'll argue that one later. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, so we also bring back um, a couple of other people from other movies in the MCU. So Linda Cardinelli played um, Lila the Otter. Mm-hmm. And she is... She also played uh, Hawkeye's wife. She's Hawkeye's wife, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we've got a bunch of big talents. Um, we bring back, like I said, Elizabeth Debicki from uh, the High Priestess of the... Uh, what are they called? Uh, sovereign. Sovereign Nation. Or yeah. Sovereign or whatever. The sovereign. And then we bring in Will Poulter. Adam Warlock. I mean, he... I will say... Dude got shredded for this role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, as good as Chris Pratt got shredded for this role. <laughs> so, but we'll get into the Adam Warlock stuff a little later. Agreed. Um, but uh, this movie kind of picks up right after kind of the holiday special. Yeah, yep. Um, the, the holiday special kind of is a tie-in. We had a Kevin Bacon reference in this oh, yeah. early part of this movie. Yeah. But it picks up pretty much... Guardians. They're in nowhere. They, they're that's living their new on HQ. Yeah, it's their new HQ. Um, and here comes Adam Warlock. Yeah, but also um, Star Lord is in a drunken stupor. He's a spot of bother at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's taking big... Gamora's first Gamora's death, and it gets funky because this Gamora is not his Gamora she's the Gamora from the past that came forward from the future when Thanos brought his ship from the future Mm -hmm. so I think her character is officially called like Gamora 2014 because that's the year she came from yeah Um, Um, but she's now in with the Ravagers which we'll talk about later she's not with the Guardians mm -hmm. Um, so Adam Warlock comes in and he's been tasked by the sovereign. the sovereign who's been tasked by the big bad in this film and his name the actor's name is excuse me if I mispronounce it Shuck Woody Iwuji I'm sure I butchered the shit out of that good job yeah <laughs> but if you're curious where this guy is uh, from he is absolutely amazing in the Peacemaker series also a James Gunn Joyce. Yes. He's been also in John Wick 2. Yep. And from television. Um, nothing huge except for The Split, which is a BBC series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney Survivor, which was a Netflix slash ABC series. Yeah, that was, that's the one with Kiefer Sutherland. Yes, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I'll have to check it out. I think I checked out a few episodes and forgot about it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> Um, so he flies in. His job is to try to. He's trying to supposed to capture Rocket, mm-hmm. um, but accidentally critically wounds Rocket. Um, yes. And um, what's it? I can't. Oh, Star Lord. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I forgot his name. Flies in. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ is in this. I'm sure. Hello, Lord. <laughs> uh, so he flies in and applies their med kit, kind of. Mm-hmm. save you device I don't even know what it's called yeah. but you know what I mean and because Rocket has a bunch of fail safes built into his body and system all it, those cybernetics yeah. that he was implanted with it makes it worse yeah um, and so really the whole point of this movie is for the team to to save Rocket yeah and I felt like this movie was um, uh, more Rocket's story oh yeah um, because I guess you can say like the first two Guardians films were more Star-Lord. Yes. Um, you find out a lot more about Nebula and Gamora's... In the second one. In the second one, but also in the 
in like Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, and, and kind I of think the, the holiday special moments. was more yeah. the story for Drax, Drax and, and Mantis. Mantis, yeah. And I would argue the first one... I mean, the first one's a team story, but you get a lot of Groot, a little bit of his story. But you didn't need a no. lot, because he just is Groot. Because he's Groot. That's all. Until but, he talks like Vin Diesel in the last scene. We'll talk about that. But it was definitely... Uh, Rocket, I think, was the more... Like, the one character that hadn't had, uh, like, the backstory explored and, a little bit. Yeah, so it was like, this is kind of... Like, they've always hinted at it. Like, even, like, I... In the first film, they reference when the they're doing like the when the Nova Corps scanning them. Yeah, they reference that unknown associate is the Otter. Really. Yeah, Lila. Lila. Yep. Lila is one of his known associates, and that's just a little little Easter egg for the fans. Yeah, the comics. Um, but this is interesting because it really dives into his backstory and the fact that he is. Truly a raccoon. He's not mm-hmm. some space creature. He's a raccoon that's been experimented on. Um, trash panda. Trash panda. And he... It's so much worse. Yes. And he's wanted more because of all the other experiments that the high evolutionary is performing mm-hmm. on animals. Rocket was the one, first one to explore, ex- ex- exhibit... Like higher functioning, like... Improvisational skills. Exactly. That that yeah. Is Improvis- better... Mechanical, intellectual improvisations. Yeah. I would call it. He was able to fix machines, build machines from scratch with just spare parts, and yeah. and imagine how this is all going to work together when he gets done playing and messing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they go to uh, the Ravagers because they need their help to get into this. Facility, mm-hmm. um, and of course Gamora is working for the Ravagers, and so they yeah. they meet up with her, and it's a very fun, awkward moment where Quill's like, "Gamora, what? Oh, hey, girl." <laughs> yep. Um, with probably one of my favorite scenes of the movie when they are on that on the outside of the station, and they're that, bouncing like, around body planet yeah. thing. Yeah, but I just love how they're all like they zoom in, they're flying in. And Mantis is the one who just kind of like splats into it because everyone else is more graceful. Yeah. And he's just having this very great heartfelt moment. Like it was very touching. Mm-hmm. It was very moving. And everyone's like, hey, we can all hear you. You hit the wrong button. <laughs> and that was, I mean, that's my favorite scene is when she's like, well, no, the orange button is for the blue suit and the blue button's for the black suit, but the black button does everything. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and my, just as an actor, I watch that scene and go, "God, how many times do you have to memorize that and and try play with that one?" You know, uh, Zoe Saldana, if people are unaware, is in literally every big movie. She, I think, is the number one grossing female actress of all time. That, I mean, you look. At, hopefully, she's just getting paid for it too. We well, got like, to think she's in the MCU. She's in the MCU. She was in. She's in Star, Star Trek. Trek. She was in, in Avatar. Avatar. She's in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. It's like, pay the lady. <laughs> she was in the. What was it? We talked about it before. With Tom Hanks um, and Pedro Pascal, or no, Tom Hanks and Diego Luna, um, where he plays the immigrant stuck in the airport. Oh, uh, the, the terminal. terminal. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. Great movie. Just like. Andor? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she helps them break in. They they break in um, another good scene when they're chewing out uh, Nathan Fillion's character. Like, who do you think you are? We're just maintenance guys. You know what this would have caused if you had done the depressurization yeah. sequence. And as they get done talking, their spacesuits are just floating behind them away. Yeah. Well, I did like uh, the in that body planet, just... First off, the world building. Yes. No pun intended, but <laughs> like, you're like, oh, it's like a living organism. <laughs> but even like the spacesuits that like Nathan Fillion and the other security guards had are like grown onto them. Yeah. Yeah. Reminded me of David Lynch's Doom. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. Like the, um, the Harkonnen, like 
air suit type thing. But, um, yeah. By the way, seen the new trailer for Dune? Part yes. two? No, I haven't seen the part two official trailer. I just oh, saw the teaser. Really good. Um, well, obviously. I'm going to have to finish yeah. that one. <laughs> so, while this is still going on, they end up setting off the alarms and they have a pretty fun little fight sequence. Oh, yeah. Um, with Drax getting his ass kicked, like usual. Oh, yeah. He, he's uh, headstrong and cocksure, or yeah. is it the other way around? Cockstrong and headsure? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I forget what movie that was from. I don't know either. <laughs> um, you know, so... Leave a comment. <laughs> leave a comment if you know where that's from. And also, Lone Tree Brewery, Mexican's <laughs> Lager. Like, we love it. Um, anyway, but no, um, no, but yeah, he, like, Drax has always been the impulsive one of the group. He is. So, they leave the planet, um, once they figure out where they need to go, and they need to follow certain scientists, and they go to Counter-Earth, mm-hmm. which was creepy AF. Yes, um, though had some pretty funny moments, like, with the, like, Kickball, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Counter Earth is created by the High Evolutionary. It's a planet that has it's Earth, but with rocket-like animals. Yes. So, so various species that yeah, pop animals the planet. that are kind of yeah, they're kind of almost mixed with humans. Yeah, because they have like kind of human-like traits, but like being bipedal and. Yeah, All which that, but. was a... So you talk about the scene where Drax throws a kickball at the kid's head and laughs because it knocks him over. My favorite scene is when they're in the house and he keeps laying down and they're like, sit up! <laughs> Be professional! He's like, well, what is the couch for if not to lay on it? Yeah. That's a... Uh, part of me uh, will always say I think Drax is one of the best characters. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Because <laughs> he is... Honest and blunt and kind of clueless, but it it pays makes off for in comedy. <laughs> and and so what's interesting, and we'll talk about it a little bit more after we kind of summarize a little bit more of this movie, mm-hmm. is just how him being that way is kind of affected the team at this point. You know, they've been a team mm-hmm. for nine years, and yeah, it, it, you see, and we'll talk about it more in depth how some of the team is just some of the little things of dealing with someone from nine years can kind of drive you at bonkers. Yes. Um, you know, so they end up having a big fight with the High Evolutionary. I love the fact that Nowhere is now a functional spaceship and it flies in to, to attack the mm-hmm. um, High Evolutionary ship. And I love the fact that the eye just becomes this giant telescoping gun that's good for one shot. Yeah. Um... I want to get your opinion on this, Adam. What do you think is... How did it hit you when Rocket flatlined and he has that vision of Lila and all Teefs the other friends? and... Teefs and... Uh, floor or... Floor. Yeah. Floor. Yeah. Um, so, a uh, bit of a... I guess I gotta go into a bit of a backstory. Um, there's some animal abuse... Scenes, CG animal abuse. Yeah, but still, like you feel for Rocket, you feel for these characters, yeah. and just because they're computer generated images, it doesn't mean that you like the impact is oh, I less. Agree. I agree. Um, and uh, I always liked Rocket as a character, and so yeah, it. It hit me pretty hard. I was like, please no. Rocket's awesome, and I want... More baby rockets in your life? I want... I just was... I didn't want it to get to that point. And okay. And when I took my lady friend to go see the movie, she hated it because of the animal abuse, because she's a lot more... Uh, sensitive to that kind those. of situation, and so I had to like cover her eyes <laughs> when I saw something because I I know I have thicker skin, but you know I, just I was like 
I understand, you know, having that reaction, and I'm, I don't discount or discredit that reaction, CG or not. I do think it was a... I wouldn't say necessary entirely, but it was needed to further the story of Rocket. I and think to so. give you that emotional connection to him. Give him some vulnerability, finally. Because yes. he's always been... He's, like, he's hidden it. Yeah, and he's, he's a hard ass. He doesn't care. And yeah. Well, he, he cares. He just puts on the veneer that he doesn't care. Yeah. He's a hard, hard person. Um, and this really does lend credit to the emotion and and how you feel about the character at the end of this film. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I... I will say, yeah, it... It hit me pretty hard because it was like, please no, not the cute raccoon. Because <laughs> also, raccoons are cute. Yeah. So <laughs> My TikTok is full of cute raccoons. So, you know, they, they end up saving Rocket. They save the day. They save all these kids that were locked away in the prison. Yeah, because the, the so pretty much the high evolutionary, let's just touch on this for a second. Um, pretty much alternate or counter-Earth. Yeah. Uh, the high evolutionary was just like, yeah, it was a, a mis- like a failed experiment. Yeah, so sanitize it, sterilize it, start over. Yeah, and so, but they had a bunch of like human kid kids. Yeah, they almost like they were like small mantises. Yeah, and uh, it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> you have all these on the ship, and of course the guardians are going to do their thing. And yeah, it's gonna be, yeah. And then you have, you know, they save the day, they save the kids, they all get back to nowhere, and they decide as a team it's time for them to go their separate ways. And, yes. But the Guardians don't disband, it's just that iteration of the Guardians disband. Yes. So you've got Nebula and Drax who are going to take care of the kids and run nowhere. Mm-hmm. Mantis, which I think was a, I like this choice, she says she needs to go find herself and be by herself for a while, yes. which is great because... I agree with her motives that she's well, always been she, she either with them had, or with yeah, ego. Or ego, yeah. She never had an identity of her own. Um, and so, yeah, finding herself is good. And then um, Gamora goes back, goes to, back the to the Ravengers. And then um, Peter... Well, let's before we get to Peter, because we, we, we will talk about that here in a second. Okay. But Rocket and Dra- Rocket and Groot stay with the team and now lead a new iteration of the team. Yes. With and Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, which we'll discuss. Mm. Um, and Craglin and I like Cosmo. Craglin. Cosmo, the telepathic dog. If you guys didn't know, so there's a... <laughs> they sent up a dog. Like, the Russians sent up a dog. Named Cosmo. <laughs> Named Cosmo. She was uh, the, an unsputnik. Yeah, and... Uh, first... And first earth animal or earth being to go, go into, into space. space yeah and uh apparently somehow the dog gains a lot of years of life and telepathy telepathy and, and telekinetic, telekinetic abilities. abilities and also was abducted by the collector oh the, it, that's where she ends up in nowhere yeah she that's how she made her appearance which I love the scenes between her and Craglin Craglin's like bad dog she goes no I'm not <laughs> take it back I'm not a bad dog you take that back <laughs> I'm not bad dog do you hear this man <laughs> um but yeah so which kind of always hinted at things yes throughout this trilogy and um which makes me feel like this was a really good trilogy of movies. Even if you take it out of the context of the MCU. Which is hard to do with the whole Gamora part. That's the only thing yeah, that makes it hard. But I still felt like it... No, it does. Everything kind of... like I, I will say this was a more emotional movie. Like They cut out a lot of um, the jokes... Like, it definitely is not as funny as the first two, but it felt like a good little button. It felt like a good bookend to this yeah. trilogy. And so I, I, I think we can talk about, you know, you know Quill goes back to Earth to, to find his grandfather and live with yep. him. And, and they brought back the same actor. Yes. Who's 
a uh, James Gunn regular. That's um, like one thing I love about James Gunn is he has his kind of stable of actors and he brings them back for all kinds of projects, whether it's Nathan Fillion for just a bit role or a lead role like in Slither. He brings people back and it's just like, hey. Greg Henry's his yep. name. Oh, from here in Lakewood. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's been in... He's been in everything. <laughs> yeah. You see this guy's face, you're like, oh, yeah. Scarface, uh, Casualties of War, or Star Trek Insurrection. Wait, Star Trek His Erection? No, My Erection. <laughs> uh, United 93, Guardians of the Galaxy, all three of them. Yep. Um, let's see. What has he been in TV that we know of pretty well? Murder, She Wrote. Classic series for me. Everyone's been in Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> I miss Angela Lansbury. <laughs> she was a delightful lady. So, yeah. Um, we've got him in all three films playing Jason Quill. So, yeah. you know, Michael it's kind of Rooker, fun. Michael Rooker, yeah. Nathan Fillion just being there to be there. So, this is where you get the fun Kevin Bacon reference I talked about where they're reading a newspaper eating cereal, talking about stuff going on in the neighborhood. And on the newspaper, it talks about Kevin Bacon describes abduction by aliens. Mm-hmm. Which, great throwback to holiday special. Yep. Which I thought was probably one of the funniest things. <laughs> you know what? If uh, I know this is going off topic, but you know these actors that are like famous for their dance movies? Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Bacon... Do you think they can still do those dance moves? God, no. Oh, if I ever met Kevin Bacon, I'd be like, can, can you do a dance for Fuck Blues? Kevin Bacon Please. is... Please. <laughs> How old is Kevin Bacon? I have no idea. Well, why old know? enough to party. <laughs> <laughs> um, Married to Kira Sedgwick. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, who can keep that man down other than Kira Sedgwick? <laughs> um, Magneto in X-Men First Class. Oh, yeah. Which is a good movie in its own right. Move the coin. <laughs> uh, we'll have to probably do a whole X-Men. We'll, we'll get into it, I'm sure, at some point this oh, year. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because I... I'm a... So, folks, I'm a... Like, I, I will say... Kevin Bacon is 65. Nice. He looks... Great. <laughs> At 36, I can't pull the moves he pulled in his 30s, so... But, I will say, folks, so... I was, um... My big three comic books. Number one, X-Men. Number two, Batman. And number three was some Spider-Man. So, I'm a big X-Men fan. So, alright, Adam, let's break this down. Some Some good comedic moments. What do you think was... Because I'll say the, the the scene, as sad as it was, when Quill is freezing in space trying to save... He's saving all those kids. Mm-hmm. And then he does what you do in space. You expand, you bloat, you freeze. And that was always something that they depicted very accurately. Yes. And then he makes it on the ship and he's like, how do I... Am I okay? Yeah. And his face is just deformed. And mm-hmm. It's just like, oh God. But... I guess it's not too much comedy moments, but things that I didn't expect. So I didn't expect when the High Evolutionary took his face off. Yes. Um, I did not expect, um, and I guess this could go with the comedic moment, when uh, Peter Quill was just like, Oh my god, I don't need so someone who's so self-involved <laughs> preaching to me about how important his mission is in the universe and now he's gonna <laughs> change it i i liked that just as a throwback to thanos times yep um but i know there's um there's a bit of a a mystery and i we bring up x-men again could they be introducing mutants as a part of something the high evolutionary 
being did? I don't know. I there's so many rumors. I almost think that mutants can be introduced somehow to Deadpool in the, in the multiverse. Well, from what I hear about the Deadpool movie, it just seems like it's going to be like complete satire. Like they're talking about bringing Ben Affleck's Daredevil into it. And Which I think is what they're going to use to tie in some more multiverse stuff in the saga. But it's like, Deadpool's always been the one character that knew he was in a comic book. Yes. So he broke all the rules. <laughs> yeah, he always spoke to the fourth wall. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, Deadpool, in terms of a film, I'm like, they can do whatever they want. And just maybe in... The next Avengers movie, Deadpool just shows up. And they're like, who the hell are you? And he's just like, I traveled the multiverse. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> but, Which is funny because it just comes out before the next Avengers movie. Yeah, but I'm like, Deadpool could get away with that. Um, I will caution having, everyone about this new Deadpool movie, though, because with the writer's strike ongoing at the moment, he can't improvise like he had. Yeah, uh, by the way... Um, Settle the strike, people. Settle the strike. Settle the strike. Pay the writers. Support the writers, please. Like, we're we're just a small podcast, but please support the writers. They're they're the clever people behind yeah. everything. So Oh yeah. We support the writers and the writer strike. So that being said. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Pay the writers. Pay them. Um so I mean, there's some unexpected fun moments in this film, even though it is a little bit more of an emotional hit. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, we talked about the Nathan Fillion cameos. We talked about Bad Dog. Bad Dog. Um, We've talked about Quill being disfigured after floating in space for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I I did enjoy, and I'll touch back on the animal scene and subject, I did enjoy how the animals decided to name themselves. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. I think all the... Like, the way they shot the animals kind of... So first off, it's like grungy cages. But it's like a square... Two square cages next to each other. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just... They're divided crossways. A lot of overhead shots, yeah. And... It was just all of them kind of laying with their heads kind of as close as they could get to one another, Um, which made them all feel like, yeah, they're sharing some form of camaraderie, and um, that was awesome. I will say this, though. Those red-eye, white-haired bunnies, before they even get experimented on, creep me the fuck out. And now it's got giant chomping teeth. Mm -hmm. Who's named Floor? And Teeth is the walrus. Teeth has to big teeths. Big teeths. Big teeths. Was um, he teeth or teeth? Teeth. T E F. Huh. That's what I tried to Which, write. It'd be hard to um say teeth if you don't have lips. True. So I I guess this is a good segue point, Adam. Let's go ahead Segways and Segways are weird. <laughs> Meow. Can be. I mean, we have a three wheeled one at work that we drive, I get to drive every now and then. It's kind of entertaining. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Matt gets to have fun at work <laughs> sometimes. 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 Um, all right. So well, let's just go ahead and, and and do this, Adam. Let's dive into our hot takes. Yes. they going to say this week all right so i will jump into this one first my hot take is adam warlock a hundred thousand percent unnecessary mcguffin in the movie yes i i agree i know they hinted at him in at at the end of two at the end of two and it's like it felt like to me he was only in the movie to pay off on what they hinted at in three and two. Yeah, and and it's like, oh, here he is. Maybe have a character have a 
a journey, if you will, like going from being like, oh, I'm, I'm Adam Warlock. I'm Adam Warlock, but then I'm going to save these animals. And no, I'm going to save this pig thing first. Yeah, but he, he learns how to... And defy my mother. Be kind of human, if yes. you will. He, but I just, I had a hard time because he comes in the movie first off and you're like, oh, he's going to be the big bad and he's hurt Rocket and oh my God. And then he gets injured, flies off. And also, then he's just Adam like this. Warlock was originally, um, you know, the soul stone in yes. um, Vision's head. Adam Warlock was in the comic, had that. Yes. And so he's supposed to be one of the most powerful beings in the universe <laughs> but meh yeah but meh yeah he yeah he has the soul no he has the soul stone not the mind stone the soul stones what is oh from uh, oh the yeah okay yeah where he killed Gamora to get it yeah no worries but either way um anyway so, yeah, I think it's unnecessary because he comes in, you're like, oh, he's going to be this big bad, and then he's just kind of this childlike character in the background. Yeah. And they're like, well, we let him out of his cocoon early, and that's why he's not fully developed mentally. And I'm just like... Meh. And then he saves the day at the end a little bit. I'm just like... And joins the Guardians. And, and I just... We could have wrote him out, and the movie wouldn't have suffered. No, not at all. I mean, I think it's just all they used him for was to... Get the action started yes. in the beginning, but other than that, he served no purpose. So, I mean, I like I like the uh, actor a lot. Um, Will Poulter, yeah, but I it yeah, I completely agree. He it I was like just Maze Runner. Yeah, he was also good in the what the We Are the Millers mm-hmm. with Jennifer Aniston and Jason Sudeikis. Yep, um, he was the um, one of the kids. Yeah. You guys are getting paid. <laughs> yeah, he was... Let's see what else he's been in. Um, Maze Runner movies. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy. We're the Millers. Uh, and Chronicles of Narnia. The Voyage oh, yeah. of Don Treader. I didn't like the, guard, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. I've never seen them. They're not very good. Yeah, I'm not worried about it's, that. It's Christian Lord of the Rings. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it is. So, Sorry to the fans of... Yeah, if you enjoy it, good for you. If you enjoy it, leave leave a like and comment on yes, this and, post. And, and also, force us to watch it and review it. Also, pick up a nice can of Lone Tree Brewing Company's Mexican Lager. Oh, anyway. So, that was my hot take. Yeah. Adam Warlock felt tacked on. Tacked on. It felt like they forced to pay off in the second movie. Yeah. They, granted, had they not had him in there, you'd be like, well, what the hell? There was this big post credit scene at the end of 2. Why didn't we get the character? Well, this is why, because you didn't need it. Yeah. Well, I guess um, this may lead into my first hot take. Um, so, James Gunn, after he made Guardians 2, uh, got fired from Marvel. Yeah, we talked about this. For some tweets that past were past tweets. Past tweets that were insensitive or indelicate. Um, yeah. But they were made a long time ago. Um, so we shouldn't hold him accountable for that. So that well, ended well, up no, right there. I think you need to hold him accountable had he not realized the insensitivity and didn't apologize and just said Yeah, yeah deal with it. That's my feelings. Different story. True. So I think hold accountable, but acknowledge that he can grow yeah. and learn. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, James Gunn worked for trauma films, and those films aren't very delicate. Oh, God, no. <laughs> at all. Um, but, yeah, it could have been... He was a young guy. He made some things... He said some things online. He's grown, he's developed, he's married, he's doing his thing now let's if he understands like yeah this stuff was wrong okay bygones be bygones like how many of us have said stupid stupid shit when we were young 
I say stupid shit all the time. So. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like, I don't. But as long as you're kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, I, 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 like, I, I made a mistake. My bad. I learned. I won't, I realized why this is insensitive in, in today's exactly. environment. So, um, James Gunn recently got employed by uh, the DC EU to kind of be the Kevin Feige, if you will, of that. Um, do you feel like the MCU is going to suffer? No. I'm not on the James Gunn fanboy train like you are. I'm not I saying I'm a fanboy. I just like his movies. Yes. I mean, I enjoy his films, but his three films were his three films. John Favreau did his two. The Russo brothers did their four. It's... I, I view the MCU more as this ability, kind of like The Mandalorian was, where different directors could come in and, and do their piece and add their kind of creative stamp. stamp onto it yeah. within the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I you know, Patrick, um, not Patrick Reed, um, Peyton Reed mm-hmm. from the Ant-Man films. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in and did his kind of stamp on, on the MCU. So yeah, after Edgar Wright quit. <laughs> yeah, I think had Guardians continued as a franchise without Sean Gunn, then we could argue... James Gunn. James Gunn. Or Sean Gunn, if he wasn't in it either. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. You would have seen some... Maybe you wouldn't have suffered, but it wouldn't have been the same kind of product we, we want and we're used to for mm-hmm. these characters. But I think the MCU as a whole isn't solely reliant on a director. One talent. One talent. It's it, Now, if Kevin Feige left tomorrow and there is no clear succession plan, I think the MCU would have detrimental effects to it. Yeah. Well, it was rumored, and we were talking about this earlier, it was rumored that Kevin Feige was trying to uh, have James Gunn be his replacement. Um but shit happened. <laughs> so. I just, yeah, I mean, I just don't think as good of a film these are, I just don't see James Gunn. And I, I guess I need to be proven wrong with what he does with the DCU. Um, that he was going to be this visionary for the MCU. Hmm. Okay. No, I, I get you. Right. I get you. Um, What's guess, your second hot take, Mr. Keefe? Uh, which of the three films had the better soundtrack? Armageddon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Dante's Peak. I would say the second one did still. Mm. Okay. I think it just it added more to the emotion of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Especially when Yondu died in that funeral scene mm-hmm. when they played Cat Stevens. Oh, I will that, say... That yeah. hit me... In all the feels. Oh, like... A brick to my ball sack. It hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I will say this film is the worst of the three. Um. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's got some good songs. It's yeah. got a good soundtrack, but between all three, this would be number three. Okay. I mean, I really like how. So I guess on the whole, um, I feel like all three of the films kind of. The characters grew. Yeah. They developed. Um, they got to different points in their life. Um, yeah, I guess I could do a third hot take about whether you think Nebula and Peter should have ended up together. I, <laughs> I'd i say no, but... <laughs> I'd say no either. Um, but I felt like the soundtracks also grew and matured and... I, I, I see that point of view because it's a different soundtrack for or a different type of music for the different era of the Guardians. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the first one was definitely more 70s. Yeah, like, and then kind of hit. So 60s, kind of, 70s. We then kind then. of phased into the 80s a little bit and we kind of fought, phased into more modern yeah. and 90s music with this one. There are just certain songs where I'm like, I just think... He got his zoom. <laughs> yeah. I just think there's certain songs, especially like... Um, no Sleep Till Brooklyn. It's a great song. Oh, I love that but song. But I think it's just not... I think it's been overused in cinema lately. Yeah. I mean, you used it twice in the Star Trek reboots. 
Did they use... No, they used Sabotage. Sabotage, sorry. But still... Sabotage! Um, Which is a funny little point if we bring up Star Trek. So they use the Beastie Boys... I dropped my keys. Um, they use the Beastie Boys for the soundtrack, but in um, one of the Beastie Boys songs, they reference Kirk and Spock. Yep. <laughs> and so it's kind of like a weird, like, fourth wall breaking thing. Slight moment, yeah. <laughs> so I just, I, I mean, there's some great songs on there. Um, Creep, the acoustic version by Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Um, not the corn version, the Radiohead version. Yes. Um, you've got, like you talked about, the uh, Florence and the Machines, oh, Dog Days I, Are Over. I thought that was a great way to end the film. Because I think it ended the film on, like, an upbeat, like, oh, no. note. They ended it on the best song, Come and Get Your Love, by yeah. Ramon. Um, I mean, it was, a, it was a good soundtrack, like I said, but it just wasn't the best of the three. Yeah. Well, I'll figure out a way to post, so, um... If you guys have Apple Music, I have made a awesome mix. One through 3.5 is what I call it. So it's all the songs plus the songs from the video game and some of the songs from uh, Endgame and Infinity War. Just I think you should just give us a track listing. Okay. Well, yeah. let me know how to do it. I mean, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I was also like, hey, if there's a way for me to share my playlist. Anyone that has Apple Music, I think I've shared it with you. Yes. Um, so I'm like, hey, anyone that wants to listen to it. Um, I also did the same thing for Baby Driver. So True. True that. True um, that. I will give you my second hot take of this film. Go for it. I, I gave you three, sort um, of. Two and a half. Two, <laughs> 2.5. Hot <takes> 2.5. Um... <laughs> Groot, not saying I am Groot at the end and saying I love you guys, but so Vin Diesel-y. Like, had he said, we are family, I would have just been throwing my popcorn in the air and I would have thrown my popcorn in the air and walked out of that theater. Yeah, that would have been it for me too. (laughs) I mean, I accept and I like how in the first one, we are Groot as the deviation one word. Just one thing. And it... But... Subtext is what I we're talking give about. I my wife's opinion on this. And I, I like her fan, fan headcanon on this piece. He still said, I am Groot. But because they all understand him so well, that's what he said in, in Groot talk. Actually, that that's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I'll have to, I'll have to let your wife know that I, I like that. That's a good headcanon moment. I mean... Even in, what, Infinity War, it's like everyone was understanding him. It's just like, whoa, watch your language. Um, So, no, I'm I'm down for that. All right. Maybe we just, we've all grown with these characters (laughs) to the point where we know what Groot says without him being Vin Diesel saying, I love you guys. I love you. Family. <laughs> as that's like as you see Ludacris in a Trans Am with a rocket ship attached fly by. Oh God! I so I know. We not know my geek recommend of the week. I will. I'm done with the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. Well, let's go ahead and just dive in to Geek Wreck of the Week. Okay, it's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? You want to start off, brother? So my geek wreck this week, we're halfway through season two of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And it's been... I've been wanting to check that one out. It's a fun series. It's all about, like, Pike. Pike and the early Enterprise. And so, I mean, it ties a little bit into season two of Star Trek Discovery. But it's fun because it takes Star Trek back to what it was in the 60s and the 80s and 90s, where it's just your episode of the week. Yeah, little um, adventures. No, yeah, just some adventures, some fun. Um, they kind of slowly tie a loose story thread through certain episodes and mm-hmm. reference stuff, which, excuse me, that Mexican logger made me burp. Mm-hmm. Um, they they reference other parts of different episodes, and it's good, and it, they do great character building, okay. but it's not serialized like a lot of Star Trek has been as late. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend... Um, 
Anson Mount plays a great Captain Pike. Um, Ethan Peck, grandson of Gregory Peck, is a really good Spike. Uh, Spock, not Spike. 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 Um, I would argue he's a better Spock than Zachary Quinto was. Ooh, ooh, that that that's a. We'll have to get into this. I will later. argue that Paul Wesley playing Captain Kirk, even though he's not Captain Kirk yet, is not as good as Chris Pine or William Shatner, obviously. Uh, Granted, and, both so far both of his iterations of Captain Kirk were different time travel universe Kirks, mm-hmm. so you can argue it's not the same. Um, so yeah, check it out, Paramount Plus, wherever you get that streaming service. Yes, Adam, give me your geek rec this week. Ah, uh, well, I posted this on our Facebook page. Um, I watched part one of the fourth final. Season. Final oh, sorry, third season. season. Third season. Final season, Final season that Adam Witcher. is willing to watch. There's still four and five coming up. How can they keep it going? It just... How do you know? You might really actually like season four and five if you actually gave it a chance. I'm not going to bother because... Okay, let's let's just put it this way. You know, there's certain actors that play a character and you're like, they're perfect. They're perfect for that character. And then you're kind of like, oh, they get recast. And you're kind of like, oh, well, I don't really care. And for some reason, Henry Cavill has done two of those roles. (laughs) Being Superman, because he is Superman. Also playing Geralt of Rivia. He just, I can't picture... In my brain, anyone other than him playing the character. And so, let's just say, so they split this season into two parts. The first Um, five and the second three. Yeah, I think the last three come out July 27th or something like that. Um, And, like, it just... Kind of like I want to recommend this as a show to watch, but also we were kind of talking earlier today that uh, it kind of feels like some of the enthusiasm has kind of bled from the show. Like certain actors and actresses definitely don't have the same like spice for it. Um, July twenty seventh. I, 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 there we go. Right there, I, I, my brain works sometimes, but but it's just sort of like it feels like something's missing. Even though action's great, I love the fact that there are more monsters. Uh, Siri is learning how to be a witcher, but also learning more about her magical abilities. But she's definitely more talented at being a witcher. Um. There's a lot of interesting stuff, and they're introducing the Wild Hunt, and um, not the Wild Cunt, but the Wild Hunt. <laughs> um, you, you never you never read the books, did no. you? Okay, so, um, but they're introducing a lot of stuff, and yeah, things are different from the novels, and part of me is like, I think that's okay. Like, I think so. You need to make... If you're making a TV show, you need to make it accessible for the biggest audience that you can. Yes. Um, But it just something feels like it's missing from it. Um, Even though there's uh, another great uh, song from, what, uh, Joey? Guy who plays Yaskier. Yeah. Joey, what's his name? Uh, Beatty. Joey Beatty. Delivers another blockbuster song that, like, hits you really close to home. Um, So much so that if I ever got married, I'd want that on my wedding band. Um, But, uh, yeah, it it just feels like something's gone. And... We were talking about this earlier, like we didn't know if Henry Cavill, whilst filming, knew that this was going to be his last season or, um, but it just feels like something's just kind of gone. And 
I mean, it's still good, but it just something feels off. I mean, and we talked about this briefly today while we were floating on the lake. Um, the fact that they filmed three and two and three back to back, it could yeah. have been just wear and tear, and yeah. it could be maybe it just feels this way because and and like your girlfriend said, and I also agree, it could just feel that way to you because you anticipate the change in cast and yeah. Whether it's for the better or for the worse, and how that ends up. Though Henry Cavill did get to meet Rory the Frenchie. Do you not follow that guy, that puppy on TikTok? No. Oh my god, dude! It's so Rory is this female French bulldog that's obsessed with Henry Cavill. Oh, so it's like a dog version of you, pretty much. But. She is just so adorable, and she got invited to the Witcher 3, premiere. season 3 premiere, and she got to meet Henry Cavill. Oh. And to those people who know Henry Cavill, you know that he actually is, he's a dog guy. Like, he has a yeah. Akita named Cal. Thought you'd like that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got me mid-sip on that one. <laughs> but um, I think he also had a French bulldog that passed away, but he got a new one, I think. I'm not 100% sure. But he's, like, super respectful of these animals. But, yeah, this Rory the Frenchie on TikTok, she's just obsessed with Henry Cavill and has, like, a shrine of pictures of Henry Cavill and just will like stare at them constantly and she got to meet Henry Cavill and I will say highlight of my year (laughs) so alright well so Adam's Rack is season 3 the season before season 4 the no this is the final season I'm done I'm done you're done But Netflix isn't done. And it may be a pretty good fourth season. You know, sure. But I played the video games. I've read the books. I I can't just... I mean, the video games are amazing. So, again, another wreck. Play The The Witcher Witcher video games. The Witcher 3 is awesome. And I think they've done a um, a next-gen upgrade. Yep. So... You can get it on PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series S with updated stuff. Um, Check that out. It's fun. It's complicated, but it's super fun. Like, if you love... And this will go into our next topic. But if you love just a story and... You can't really get much better than The Witcher, so... (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, you can watch this one. Like I said, I mean, they have Graham McTavish is awesome and you have great actors in it. It just, I don't know. Maybe you guys can comment on it. Like just to me, something just feels a little off and like kind of, it's not the spice isn't there if you will. All right. Well, fair enough. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening in to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast, where the geeks drink and discuss this week Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And I'm going to go get a napkin for nap for Adam to wipe the drool off his face after talking about Henry Cavill. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and James Gunn. Yeah, I mean, like That's I said, okay. he's talented. I mean, also check out Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. They're all very good. Yes. (laughs) Slither, very good. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Make sure you give us a like, a comment, a uh, subscribe, a tweet, a twoop on all of our social media platforms at Geek Drink Pod. Mm -hmm. That means TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, Twitter. Uh, We're also on RavagerFangirls.com Grinders of the Galaxy Grindersofthegalaxy.net um, We couldn't afford Green Girls Yeah So But yeah, yeah That that has a Star Trek trademark That does That does <laughs> um, Alright folks Well thanks for listening Make sure you do give us a Give us a five star Give us a comment It always helps the algorithm Get that 
get our podcast out to the masses. Yes. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for listening. Everyone have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. been another episode of the have a drink with some geeks podcast all content copyright geek drink pod 2023